This is not an expert podcast. show corner where we talk to you about which episode of which shows we're on legend of Korra is another one that we've been wanting we finished avatar the last airbender it's true so far i i do strongly identify with Korra. bitch knows what's up it's true she's a boss ass bitch it's been a while since i've seen that show it's been a long time yeah it's i'm excited that we're getting to watch through it yeah i forgot yeah. most of the story of it so that's probably the best you know Mm-hmm. Rewatch it. Mm-hmm. That's a good show. show. We all uh, have self-identified with different bending styles, uh, more or less. No more. More than more. less. <laughs> uh, I'm air. They're gonna think nerd. that was it, Michael, or something. <laughs> They're gonna be like, "Who?" Sorry, was I'm that? not as animated usually. Sorry. This is Kevin. I'm air. Why do you think you identify um, with air the most? What is your reasoning behind it? We all have our reasons uh, for you. I like windy weather, I guess. He would like to be bald <laughs> in another life. He'd uh, like to shave off all the of monks his hair. are pretty neat. I mean, I wouldn't do it, head. but they're cool. Uh, they don't. Uh, they're vegetarian. Also, I wouldn't do that, but that's pretty cool too. Well, no, we're basically already doing that. <laughs> yeah, no, close to. I don't. <laughs> I don't nah, but I don't not. I don't think that. I'm ever going to be able to make that life choice. But I can cook mostly vegetarian. That mm-hmm. I can do. I just can't make an official life choice to be vegetarian, I don't think. Yeah, if someone pops a burger in front of me, I'm eating it. Yeah, I I can't discriminate. I honestly can't. And I don't have that type of self-restraint. And frankly, I'm at this point in my life too selfish. That's true. So anyways, um, I think I would be water. Water Why? bender. Why? Why? Um, Because I think that I am... Flexible and stagnant at the same time. I'm strong, but also um, quick and witty. Mm. And I think those are all very like water equalities, water tribe qualities. Yes. You flow in one direction, strong current mm-hmm. backs you. You can be cold like ice. No, I'm just kidding. You can be, <laughs> you can be um, tough. And hard to go against, but in uh, the same way, you are beautiful. Oh, thank you. And wonderful. Now Everybody this is the Megan water. and Kevin are in love <laughs> podcast. Anyways, uh, Dev, what do you think you Wait, are? Wait, hold on. I was also going to say um, the uh, being maybe coming across more cold or... Um, unmovable on things is also a trait of my astrological sign which is aquarius it's not a water sign coming, uh, no it's an air sign but everybody oh. thinks it's a water sign it's got the word aqua in it it does yeah. have the word aqua yeah in it. no um no they're an air sign but uh like it, a lot of times aquarius is like known for being like dead inside which is not true but I have heard that from a lot of people that I like first come across as like very cold and like they don't get how friendly I am. Mm. Stay tuned for our astrological episode with uh, Megan's Celeste. best friend Celeste. Anyways, Deb, what do you identify with? Pretty sure it's uh, fire. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Why? Um, I think fire. Because he's fiery, bitch. You know what? That is exactly. <laughs> it. I said that's all you gotta you say. Said it way better than I could ever. That's the most have. Zuko sentence. Yeah. If Nickelodeon let them put cuss words in, 
I think my favorite right. thing is Dev saying I'm fiery bitch as he has a towel wrapped around his head. It's so good. Listen, I taught him so how to do the towel now. wrap. Killing Honestly, it, Michael, Dev. I'll teach you how to do it, and you'll never do it any other way. I mean, I, Drying I'm your hair that learn. way. Drying your hair that way is the best way. I've taught now. Um, Dev has longer hair, uh, and so I've taught him how to do that little twisty, cowly thing on top of your head that you do. Um, and I guess we'll just make it a, a housewife thing. It looks yeah. pretty comfy, though. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. You know, I feel like in Avatar, like even like the opposite elements have so many similarities. You know? Yeah. Mm, yeah. Like air and fire, they're seemingly opposite, but to be honest, they require almost the same techniques to like master. Like you need patience for fire. Breath control is yeah. a big thing. Like you can't tenacity. Just yeah. Passion. Passion Let me think of another one. Yeah. That's, so what, but go ahead and give us a little bit more in-depth reasoning about why you feel like you associate with fire, bitch. I don't know. I can, <laughs> I can get angry pretty goddamn fast. Okay. And, you okay. know, everyone in the Fire Nation is on a short fuse already. So that's definitely a very relatable thing. Uh, to be honest, I identify with Azula the most. <laughs> I'll have you know, you know. He is. He's at one episode away from his mental breakdown. <laughs> <laughs> He's That's one episode away from hacking off his me. own yeah. hair. Aren't we all in this quarantine climate? Oh, man, yeah. Aren't we all one episode away from and diagonal honest, bangs at our coronation? She can fly. Okay. And she doesn't need Sozin Comet to fly. <laughs> and that's probably the most impressive thing about She it. has jetpacks for feet. Basically. If I had jetpacks mm-hmm. for feet, I would take them. Then you wouldn't have to, to worry about it. stubbing your pinky toe anymore either. You can't stub a jetpack. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's true. Also, if you do hit something with your foot, just burn it away. Like get to get there. We go, yeah. Michael. Why are you the element that you are? Uh, I'm gonna let you do your big reveal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I guess I'd be uh, Earth. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I guess I'm the Avatar. <laughs> No, it's just let me start from the beginning. <laughs> let me start from the beginning. So me and Katara found this fun thing. And <laughs> At first I didn't like him, but I grew to love him. Uh, go ahead with your... Uh, I, I would identify, I guess, with Earth, you could say. Um, no particular reason. I don't feel that strongly about it. It just seems kind of cool. Nice. But no. <laughs> Earth is a good fit for Michael. No, I like, I like Earth because um, a lot of the Earthbenders that... You meet in the series like Hoff, the Boulder, uh, the the Mole Man. um, (laughs) What's the Rhino? Was the other guy's name or something? Hippo? Yeah, Hippo. Yeah. Those, they don't like, like, they're really hard headed, tough, and like stubborn. But when you go back to like the original, like, the culture of the Earth Nation, like, what it was at the beginning, they're very accepting people. They're very loving. They're peaceful. Um, And I feel like that kind of got taken away from them when the fire nation attacked so they had to become like these hardened people that like put a shell up that's what bossing say is just literally a shell around the earth the core of what is the earth nation but i think i i don't know i just identified with the culture that they are like super loving accepting of everyone like haru's father and haru like how but also have walls up also have walls up i got walls for days yeah you're like you're like a an onion. 
There is layers. no <laughs> layers. Can I be a parfait? Shrek, no. <laughs> Shrek were a bender. No, okay, we're not going that deep, no. please. I'd be a swamp bender all day. I was gonna say Shrek would be a swamp bender. That's I don't. True. That's not even a discussion. That's true. <laughs> that's true. Well, this well, is not cool. an expert podcast. We are not. I, we're pretty close to being experts on Avatar, if we're going to be honest. But we're still not experts on that. That isn't what the episode's about today, but uh, we just wanted to give you a little insight into who we are as people. Keep a lookout in our future Saturday episodes coming out. We will be releasing a kind of like a get to know you episode for all four of us where we talk about who we are and we ask each other like fun questions so you guys can get to know who, us for who we are. It'll be a it'll be a fun time. But for today, it is a me episode. It's a Kevin episode. And unfortunately, Due to some different audio setup that we have, uh, I actually already recorded an episode that we had to scrap due to audio reasons. Uh, it was about the Cobra effect, which basically, long story short, uh, is whenever you try to have a solution to a problem to make things better, but it actually just makes the problem significantly worse. Uh, I'll give you a brief synopsis. It stemmed from the, uh, it was a, go ahead. I'm sorry, I have a question. Yeah. Has anybody seen my Cheez-Its? Yes, I put them over here. Okay, I thought Pancake did it. May do I please you, have them? Do you want them? Yes, please. Pancake just took okay, them. Okay, crunch them a little bit. I will. I, I'm going to. Calm down. Calm down. She's going to go right <laughs> up Megan to the mic. Immediately just <laughs> not even Calm down. She's going to cr crush them with her hands. This isn't the like ASMR or whatever. <laughs> Anyways. Over here. Uh, the Cobra Effect, India under British rule, basically, uh, they there was a big wild cobra problem in india and britain put out a bounty for cobras in india and basically saying if you kill a cobra and bring us their body then you'll uh you'll be rewarded and so what actually happened is that even though it started working for a little bit people started breeding cobras uh and <laughs> killing them for the bounty there so uh, then Britain canceled the bounty and all the Cobras got released. And then there was an even bigger Cobra problem after that. So there's a lot of stories out there like that, uh, with basically problems trying to be fixed, but there's unintended consequences due to the issues not being thought out correctly. If you want to look more into that on your own time, please do. But unfortunately we can't re-record an authentic episode about something we already talked about. So yeah. unfortunately we had to scrap that. Today's episode is going to be something similar where I'm not talking about a specific moment in time or person. I'm going to be talking about weird discoveries. So strange ways that inventions were created oh. and things like that. So it's going to be uh, it's going to be a fun <laughs> one. So like penicillin. Yeah, actually, it's the first example I have. Here. Holy shit, really? Ooh. Yeah. I just know that's like the biggest thing people know. Yeah. Michael <laughs> is an expert on well, this already. <laughs> I read a book about it as a kid. It's true. I mean, these are going to be like brief summaries. Like Ripley's Believe It or Not. <laughs> I have a, more than a handful of examples here, but just a lot of the things that we take for granted today and a lot of the things that we uh, are integral to society today are <laughs> have a lot of strange ways that they were created uh, or discovered. And sometimes it was by accident and sometimes it was people trying to invent something else and they accidentally stumbled upon this really cool thing. So we're going to be going over that. If you guys can think of any ones that I don't put on this list, you know, we can talk about that afterwards. Uh, but I definitely think it's going to be a it's going to be a fun time. Cool. So yeah, what? go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm about to get started with penicillin. I mean, I was going to say a lot of discoveries. To be honest, majority of the important discoveries that we take for granted today mm -hmm. 
have sort of been discovered on accident. Mm -hmm. Like the people who discovered them never set out to discover them, you know? Mm -hmm. And I don't know. It's progress like that is a very interesting thing. A lot of things. And not even like in two centuries ago, like this is stuff that's happened within the past couple of decades. So Mm -hmm. yeah, there's a lot of really cool stuff like that. Um, For the rest of the examples, aside from penicillin, I'm going to try to keep it on the DL and see if you guys can figure out how, like what discovery yeah. was actually found through oh, this process. Yes. Uh, but we'll start with penicillin just cause that's the, that's the big example. People mm-hmm. know about that one a lot. Um, yeah, sorry, sorry for the big reveal. No, that's okay. <laughs> this is fine. Uh, so in, in 1928, a guy named Alexander Fleming, I think he was a, he was a chemist. He was halfway through an experiment with bacteria that he was doing. Uh, and then he, like, I think it was sometime in 1928, he just up and went on vacation. So he's, like, in the middle of the experiment, and he's like, you know what? Time to hit the beach, yeah. I guess. I don't know why he had decided that's what he wanted to do halfway through an experiment, but sure, whatever. Uh, he, what he did, though, is he left a dirty Petri, di- petri dish, peach tree dish. I'm from Georgia. <laughs> he left a dirty Petri dish in the lab sink. Um, that's it. That's really the whole story. So what happened is when he got back, he found bacteria had grown all over the plate, except in an area where mold had formed. And so that discovery led to two things. Uh, one, penicillin, obviously. And then yeah. uh, two, his wife wound up hiring a maid after that because he's really dirty. Mm-hmm. Oh, ha, ha, ha. I'm not reading anything hearing. else verbatim from this website because that was a bad joke. We're I don't like it. We're on Alexander Fleming here. <laughs> yeah, no, we don't care about that guy. We care about penicillin. I mean, all I'm hearing is let your house get moldy and you can't get sick. That's, you there know you what? That's got to be it. That's got to be, that's, that's all it took from that, right? <laughs> that's it. I disagree. <laughs> So this one's going to be pretty easy to figure out, but we'll, we'll ease into it. So in 1844, a guy named Horace Wells uh, was using... Did he invent the well? No. Early guess, <laughs> you're disqualified. <laughs> uh, so back in, back in its early days... <laughs> gives you guys Easier edge. for us now. <laughs> back in its early days, nitrous oxide was used uh, pretty much exclusively as a party toy because it made people howl like hyenas. Yeah. Uh, but a friend of the, anesthesia of the dentist. Gas. Y- you guys can My wait until I'm like correct. a little bit further into the story. Oh, it is anesthesia. Uh, a friend of the dentist took too much of the stuff at a laughing gas stage show and he gashed his leg. Uh, he didn't realize he hurt himself. And that is what led to nitrous oxide being the earliest form of anesthesia. That's interesting. Isn't nitrous oxide like what they use in the fast and in the furious to go fast? Is it? It's yeah. nitro. It's not. Uh, it's Nox. Yeah, it's nitro. Yeah, it's, it's what they use in whippets as well, I think, which is what you yeah, use to make like true. whipped cream. And also, you can inhale Huff them, it. apparently, but I would never. That's true. Have These you are all facts. ever had the gas? I mean, I've had anesthesia before. I have, have had, had laughing gas because yeah. um, when I got my wisdom teeth out, they put an IV in me, but I'm incredibly nervous about um, needles. And so I was like having a panic attack before they could even put the needle in me. Um, and so they gave me laughing gas and had me count back from 10. I think I got to six before yeah. I was like out. I remember, I, yeah, when I got yeah. mine taken out, I remember telling a joke. I don't remember what the joke was. And then I woke up three hours later. Mm-hmm. No, Man. I didn't wake up for like the rest of the day. I don't oh, remember geez. like that whole day because they... Apparently, they don't always IV you, but mine was like, 
here, have a free IV so that way you can have yet another day of your life that you don't remember. Well, from what I understand, nitrous oxide is just what they give you to inhale while they're actually administering the proper anesthesia into your, like, veins. Mm-hmm. Um, so, oh, but nitrous oxide is what they give you, like, at the dentist uh, whenever you're, like, getting your cavities filled or things like that. You're still wide awake and everything, but it gives you a really relaxing feeling. I yeah. have had that done. You guys get nitrous oxide for cavities? I think so. Yeah. I mean, Man, I they know. were sticking long needles into my gums and were like... It's just going to be a little pinch and wouldn't give me anything. Wow, and that I... sounds like a root canal. No. That's crazy. That My cavities were filled in Colorado. Listen, <laughs> we need to compare Colorado dentistry. Maybe your cavities were deeper. I wouldn't doubt it. Oh, also, did you know that women statistically get more cavities than men? Interesting. Why? Do you know? Why? Because we're the weaker sex, of course. Yes. That makes sense. Yes. You have less I calcium. Our enamel, our enamel says, bye, bitch. Their estrogen produces less calcium than men's testosterone. No, I'm, That's I'm how truthfully not sure why. Work. Hormones work. Um, mm. I'm truthfully not sure why, but I do know that, like, there's been... I've always kept up with my hygiene super, super well, and I've gotten um, an incredible amount of cavities. Um, and the men in my life cannot say the same, regardless of their dental health. Regardless. I've never had a cavity. That is stupid. I've had so yeah. many. Well, we're not I doing that brushing your teeth. Well, I, I did I about brushing my teeth. Twice a day? No. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, you I, heard it here first, kids. I don't brush my teeth twice a day. I do once I do a day. Less than that, so. Casting. It's casting. <laughs> no wonder I get so many cavities. <laughs> All right, next weird discovery. This one's also going to be pretty easy. Uh, a guy in, in 1946, a guy named Percy Spencer... At the end of World War II, he's a, he's a Raytheon engineer. He was looking for other uses for the magnetron, which generated the microwaves for radar systems. No spoilers. While Spencer was standing next to the device one day, a chocolate bar in his pocket melted. The microwave. Big discovery. I think it might be a toaster oven. So, you know what yes, I actually think it was? The chocolate bar. It was the <laughs> unmeltable <laughs> chocolate bar is what was invented yeah. that day. No, um, so the magnetron wound up working even better on popcorn. Uh, and so the That's microwave was invented and Orville Redenbacher got rich. Because he had a chocolate bar in his pocket. He's like, oh shit, this could do something. It's crazy how many accidental things are discovered. And then he later died of hip cancer in that very spot. <laughs> Pro- yeah, maybe, probably. <laughs> probably, right? Like, at the very least, it was replaced. Okay. This one is going to be harder, and I'm going to give you guys time to guess this one. Uh, so, in 1992, scientists at Pfizer uh, were testing a pill to fight angina? Angina? Angina. Angina. Yep. Um, unfortunately for the afflicted, it had little success against the disease. Though it didn't work, the men taking part in the study refused to give up their medicine. Oh, oh um, I wonder Viagra. what that was. It's it, was a, it was a little purple pill, wasn't it? it a was little Viagra. purple pill. <laughs> yep, it's Viagra. And so they started marketing the drug. Uh, the same scientists that discovered it started marketing that drug as Viagra. Yeah, you might as well. Yeah, it's yeah. true. I'm glad that that happens a lot in these discoveries is that the people that were trying to do something else assembled upon this thing. They don't just let it go. They actually take it. They and insurance it. never wavered about covering those prescriptions for people. There was never an option to not cover erectile dysfunction drugs. I didn't Sometimes. know they were covered by insurance. Oh, hell yeah, yeah they are. Bullshit, you know what isn't? Dude. You know what isn't? Birth, Birth control. control. Yeah. It's fucked. Mm-hmm. It's fuck shit. Yeah, apparently erections optional. are way more important than... 
than, you know... <laughs> than, you know, just being a human. Fuck. There's so many things that could go wrong in, like, the uterine system that I definitely don't need to lecture you guys on on our podcast unless I make it my own episode. We'll call it the femme episode or something. The femme. The, the female mystique The femme or something. fatal. Not the fatal, fem- but fatal. Fatal. Like All of the die. ways that your uterus can kill you. Um, Because there are a ton. I'm not joking. Um, And birth control helps manage a lot of those. Mm -hmm. Sometimes those things for people. Um, And not only that, but like periods are extremely uncomfortable. And so birth control really helps mitigate that for a lot of people. So the fact that it's not like it's optional whether or not it's covered. Even like top tier insurances don't have to cover it. Isn't that ridiculous? That That's is kind stupid. Of That's, dumb. That's yeah. stupid. And Viagra's always been covered. It's never been up in the air. I mean, I mean, insurances are just looking for a reason to not cover something. Like, no, that's they're it. just looking for a reason to not cover something for women. For men, Viagra should be the first thing to go. I bet you. I, like, if, I don't think Viagra's not important. You get your lip dick if I, bet I you have if they to deal with Viagra. Every single politician would lose their shit because. <laughs> They're too incompetent anyways. This is their problem. That's They're too incontinent. Listen, incompetent, now you're really... Impotent, anything. Impotent is now the word I was Now you're really means catching on they to shit all the time. Um, yeah. who controls uh, women's bodies, essentially. It's true. Very old men who have limp dicks. God, yeah, we really are. need young people in politics. We do. Yeah, we do. I heard Jeff talking about that with his friends politics. last night. Yeah. I mean, we at least need to take an active role in politics. I'm really proud of you guys and how you've looked into like things on your ballots and <clears throat> been receptive to more of what's going on in the world because I think that as easy as it is to turn away because everything's uncomfortable and it's too crazy, you have to look at the things that are happening around you because otherwise you're missing out on being an informed citizen and there are fucked up things happening around us that we have to change by voting, by paying attention to it. I mean, even mm-hmm. just having eyes on a situation. That's, I mean, not the purpose, but definitely part of the impact of the Black Lives Matter movement is just having eyes on a situation makes it so it's harder to get away with for people who are doing fucked up shit. Anyways, that's my speech. I'm going to take a step back now <laughs> because I... Just took that away, and I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. It's an important, important conversation. Tangent. Plus, I don't have like a ton of material, so this is uh, we're just kind of plowing through examples right now. So feel yeah. free to go on these tangents. What this episode's for? Here's uh, another interesting one. Computer geeks. It's the website's words, not mine. Uh, at the University of Cambridge, wanted to keep an eye on their coffee maker. They engineered a camera that would take three photographs per minute to see if there was coffee available without having to physically go check and to know which one of their co-workers drank the last cup without refilling the, the pot. Damn. I swear to God, if you tell me nanny cam. Uh, something similar. Security cameras. Just the webcam. The live, oh my God. The live webcam. Mm. Uh, obviously, it was more like a photo album than the true video because it only took three photographs per minute. But uh, still, coffee cravings led to the invention of something that we all take advantage of today's day and age. Webcams, eh? That's interesting. And in Cambridge, those two deserts are so lazy. It's not <laughs> even funny. I believe you. I have nothing to compare it to. Okay. So this one's going to be, you're going to find out about halfway through what it is, but it's still an interesting story. In 1904, the Cooper Underwear Company watered a market to a lesser tended to audience, men that had little knowledge of sewing because they didn't have wives. 
shit you not. Internet didn't exist, obviously, so there's not a lot of ways for men to learn sewing because... Except, you know, from their mothers, you don't have to have a wife to teach you how to sew. Yeah, I agree with you, but I don't think a lot of moms were eager to teach their sons how to sew. Put needle to to fabric and figure it out. It's it doesn't it's take a genius. Easy. Yeah, but yeah. also I'm sure guys didn't want to. I'm not saying that's that that's a valid reason. reason. No, yeah. but that's the it is real the reason. Don't yeah. pin the it on their wives I'm, or their lack of. I'm literally <laughs> quoting the Cooper Underwear Company. Um, they created what was called a bachelor undershirt, which with a tagline that read "No safety pins, no buttons, no needle, no thread." The advertisement played up to the fact that the undershirt as it was then known consisted of a single piece of fabric that had no buttons meaning it would be more durable than its button counterpart with less maintenance the navy then picked up the shirt as a part of their uniform and a lot of the navy consisted of uh, young single men strictly as a shirt to be worn underneath the uniform with some exceptions what do you guys think it's a t-shirt it's just a t-shirt wait t-shirts weren't a thing before that before 1904 no People were so fancy back in the day, y'all. I would have hated it. I can't even tell you. They yeah. were so fancy. It's true. I mean, they had like some things similar to t-shirts. They had like long johns, which is basically t-shirts for your legs. Um, but ultimately, it didn't exist before then. Um, after that, it was picked up by the army. And then F. Scott Fitzgerald referenced it as a t-shirt, uh, the actual you know term t-shirt for his main character in his book, To Wear to University. Uh, this was a huge hit, and then students all around America started wearing T-shirts, and you can see how it progressed from there. Wait, who was the author? F. Scott Fitzgerald. Great Gatsby, right? Yeah. I think. Yeah. I don't actually know, yeah, but I know he's a popular author. Yeah. Amazon Prime has an amazing show. I think it was only one season. About his wife. And it was something like Z is for Zelda or something like that. Anyways, we have to watch it. It's only one season, but it was so, so good. From a very interesting like perspective. That's cool. Definitely. That's it. No, I agree. We should, we should, yeah, for sure. This one's interesting, and we'll see if you guys can figure this one out. Uh, the French chemist, Edouard Benedictus, knocked a glass beaker from a high shelf in his laboratory and found, to his surprise, that it shattered, but it did not break. Michael. It's shatterproof glass. It is safety glass, yep. His assistant informed him that the beaker had contained cellulose nitrate, a type of clear natural plastic that had left a film on the inside of the glass. And then he filed a patent for his discovery in 1909, and it's been in production, albeit in different forms, ever since as a safety glass. Yeah. I told you guys I read a book about all these things. This is glass that's in your windshield that protects you whenever your windshield gets cracked. It's glass that's in, I mean, pretty much any uh, thing that's supposed to protect you from... Other types of things. Uh, it's so commonly used today, and it's crazy that it was found. It could have definitely not been found for a long time if this guy's beaker didn't fall on the ground. Yeah. When was this? 1909. A little before 1909. When were cars a thing? 1920s. Okay, I never think mind. Um, Disney Pixar came out with a movie in 2005. <laughs> <laughs> and, and this was, just, was not an expert podcast <laughs> that was <laughs> goodbye the goodbye. first iteration of cars too that wasn't even cars too <laughs> and it definitely That's wasn't cars came it out definitely sure. wasn't planes if you know what i mean <laughs> disney pixar i forgot they made planes. that movie too <laughs> actually airplane came out before cars so airplane was it was 1980s i think yeah listen not the way disney tells it 
Was it 90s? It was, some, it was sometime. Maybe late 80s. I don't know. I don't know. It could be the 1750s for all I care. Disney says it came out in 20... Planes was like, yeah, Planes was... I don't know when it actually did. Although I'm generally pretty good at getting decently close to when movies were released. Was it a movie or a TV series? I'm normally either no planes is a movie. Okay. Um, but I generally either am one year before or one year after, or right on. So I normally have like I'm normally pretty close. Plus or minus one year. Yeah. Or that's pretty accurate. Dead on. I mean, I think I'll. Kevin can confirm. I say that shit all the time, where I'll just be like, mm, "Around this time," it's and close. I'll get it fucking right. Or yeah, yeah I'm close. Yeah. Especially, also, I can do it with songs. Yeah, that is true. That is something I'm significantly worse at, and that she kind of nails every time. I don't know yeah, when any a song, song was came released. Out. Yeah, me neither. Even so, a song that was last year came out. I just last think year, of know. what phase of my life I listen to that song during. If it's Ugh. if it's my emo phase, mm. I automatically know sixth grade sense. when I wore all black. If it's when my soul was still black, but the rest of me wore rainbow colors, bam, ninth grade. <laughs> See, I know. Perfect. I know myself. Like what a system. Oh, <laughs> I love it. It you works. Know, a lot of discoveries have been just like scientists using beakers to do yeah shit. oh yeah it's no true. i'm really happy deb brought it all back around <laughs> <laughs> so i didn't have full to, circled it to keep talking you know about that myself artificial sweetener was because this dude oh, oh, it's not on my list it. go ahead oh, okay i intentionally left it off so i'm oh. glad you're bringing it up artificial sweetener saccharin specifically yeah. sweet and low um this i guess scientist what else would you call him uh he went home without washing his hands and he was eating and whatever he was eating was very sweet. He was like, what the fuck? Why is this so sweet? And he didn't know what it was. So he went back to his lab and he tested out every single beaker with his bare hands. Like, he did not give a fuck. Like... He's okay. I think he's doing great. Yeah. He's like, he one. did not care if what he was going to ingest was going to kill him. He just wanted to know what that sweet thing was. Yeah. And we have artificial sweetener. Yeah, that's that. that's wild. I was literally... Jack is being so cute. I'm so sorry. That is wild. Yes. It, also, Jack we're going to have like a cute. second of just silence because he stopped recording. Really? Yeah, and then restarted oh, recording. Oh, donkey. <laughs> As I said, it's fine. That's all right. But it, it was we weren't I'm talking sorry. during it, so it'd be fine. Yeah, that's fine. Won't be a, won't be a big deal. Glad you caught it though. Yeah, I, I, I can start it. recording again. Is it recording now? Yeah, it's recording now. I am sorry. I vouched for him, and he just fucked it up anyways. No, he's he's chill. I vouched you for him. I said he I was fine. We are holding he's, you he's chilling now. Don't you worry. It's all good. He's he just, a good boy. He just wants to join us. In yeah, our podcast. he wants to be on the podcast. He says, "Hey, all you cool cats and kittens." We should give him like a one of those special guest credits, you know. Why okay. now, Jack? Why you have to do it now? We want you to be cute all day, and you choose now. <laughs> I know we're calling him all day, and it's like Jack. Look at this. He's like rolling over and shit. This is crazy. Yeah. Anyways, other things. Hopefully, whenever we start to put up a uh, little bios of uh, and pics of our 
animals, you'll get to learn why it's actually so cute that Jack is doing this because he's normally not like this. We call him Stinky Jinky because he has a stinky face all the time. Yeah. It's like a resting bitch face, yeah. but a resting stinky face. Okay, keep going, baby. Yeah, it's interesting how artificial sweetener was also just an accident. Imagine how many times he tasted like dust and it was disgusting. Yeah. Or he tasted something that was like bitter or actually toxic for him. Yeah. All for something that tasted like sugar. Yeah. It's not like sugar didn't exist. Yeah. 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 Like this dude like had some sugar. issues. And to this... be honest, it's not even as good as sugar. It's not even nearly as good as sugar. No, it's no, really it's not. not. Yeah. And he did all of that because he was like, oh, this tastes so similar. He to really sugar. just wanted to help the diabetic community. He really cared about the diabetics. <laughs> That's true. Not you really. Know what else was an accident. A true philanthropist. In discovery, mm. LSD. Yeah, let me tell that one because I actually have that one no, down. Really? That's that's one of my last examples. Oh, okay, no. Yeah, can, no, 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 no. We'll save it for last. That's a good one. You would have guessed it early, so it wouldn't have been it wouldn't yeah, have been a big no, deal no, if it had been. A, so this one's not going to be one that you have to guess, and it's going to be lightly political. Um, I'm just going to come out and say it. Rubber bullets were initially intended to be shot at the ground. So from mm -hmm. there, the bullets would bounce up and hit the assailant. So. And I'm sorry, not initially intended. They still they are intended. They are intended to be shot at the ground. That yes, hasn't yes. changed. Just because officers are aiming them at people's heads does not yeah. mean that the intention of them being aimed at the ground has That's changed. That's true. That, yeah. is, that is factual. They were initially intended and continue to be intended that yeah. way. Yeah. Um, they weren't intended to cause injuries like most rubber bullets do today. Uh, instead, they were meant to cause a sharp pain as a warning for protesters. They were supposed to be shot at the ground and hit the assailant's legs. Yeah, they were Never okay. supposed to be hit in the chest, let alone the fucking head or eyes in some they cases. They kill and blind people. It, About I think it said, like, of the people who were hit in the head, like, 25% of them end up blind. Mm -hmm. And then, like, 3% of them die, which is, like... That's pretty lethal. Yeah. Like, yeah. And that's, I mean, those are just two, like, drastic consequences. Like, that's not counting all of the other severe injuries that result from yeah. that. You know, and permanent injuries. That's another subject, but that's a... That's true. Hold on. Well, I want to pause really quickly because I just thought about this. When people say that coronavirus only kills like 0.05% of people. That's true. But in every person who's tested positive, which about 10% of the population so far has tested positive, they have lasting like heart damage, lasting lung damage, like for the rest of their lives. And that's in people our age. You know, people our age now spontaneously get strokes because they've had coronavirus. Like, Death, people are like, oh, well, you wouldn't even die from it, so what's the problem? And it's like, one, we don't know that I wouldn't die from it, but two, the problem is that it still has some really scary side effects. Mm -hmm. Sorry. No, they'll be sorry. That's an important conversation. I agree. I intended for this to get a little bit political. I mean, rubber bullets were first used against rioters in Northern Ireland in the 1970s, and they were mm -hmm. never intended to be lethal. They were n they were always supposed to be an injury-free bullet. That was, like, their original intention. Let's go and IRA. Still their intention. But honestly, low-key Cobra effect going on there because they tried to make it an injury-free bu uh, bullet, and instead, not only is it causing more violence, it's inciting 
additional violence. So. It really is. It's the instigator in a lot of these protests. Yeah. That, mm-hmm. And, I mean, it's still giving police a projectile weapon, which, yeah. I mean, is unnecessary. I mean, we shouldn't trust the police with any weapon, as we're learning. Yeah. But... I mean, you're literally taking, like, the bottom feeders of society and giving them power over other people. It's factual. That so, you know, like, what you get what you fucking sow. So. Mm-hmm. That's true. Slightly less heavy. Uh, <laughs> in 1895, this one also won't be too hard to guess, a German physicist named Wilhelm Röntgen, Röntgen was working with a cathode ray tube which would also eventually be used in early TVs. Uh, despite the fact that the tube was covered, he saw that a nearby, nearby fluorescent screen would glow when the tube was on and the room was dark. The rays were somehow illuminating the screen. Uh, the guy tried to block the rays, but most things that he placed in front of them didn't seem to make a difference. I mean, x-ray. Yep. When he placed his hand in front of the tube, he noticed that he could see his bones in the image that was projected on the screen. He replaced the tube with a photographic plate to capture the images, creating the first x-rays. And then he no, died from hand cancer. <laughs> Anything dealing with radiation <laughs> and microwaves, people are just dying from cancer. Uh, it's fair, though. I mean, I'm pretty sure a lot of people died from messing around with radiation. Exposure to radiation. That's how, isn't that how Marie Curie died? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And radium. her husband. Radium? Radium? Yeah. Speaking of radium, I, I don't have this written down, but... Uh, so a guy, right after the x-ray was invented, a guy wanted to test, I think it was like photoluminescent effects of like radioactive material mm-hmm. through the x-ray um, to see if they could capture something along those lines. So they put, um, they, he put like a piece of radium, radium, or I can't remember if it was radium or uranium, uh, but something like that in the, like the area of yeah. the x-ray. And it all exploded i was gonna ask if he, if no. he became the whole <laughs> no um i can't remember what the invention was because something actually came out of it bombs is that where glow in the dark stuff comes from no i was gonna say that'd be that's dangerous no i think it kids. was just i think it was just ra- radiation i think it was just, just mm-hmm. like learning about radiation okay mm-hmm. uh and the effects of radiation through things like x-rays so x-rays are actually very harmful yeah mm-hmm. like they're ex- like I mean, not like x-rays, like you go to the dentist's office. That no, uses so too. little. But that's why you have to wear a lead blanket. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But those are, even if you didn't have any lead shielding, it's like eating like 20 bananas a day for like three weeks. So that's how much radiation you're getting from the x-ray. Uh, but it's more that's of like lot. for a peace of mind. <laughs> right. Um, you know. That's a lot of bananas. It That's is a, a lot, lot of bananas. bananas. That's yeah. insanity. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I can barely, I can, I can only do like two a day if I was trying. But x rays and almost every other part of like life, for example, x ray radiation coming in, coming out from radioactive atoms is extremely harmful. It's true. It was a while after x rays were discovered that radiation was like figured out that it was a, it was a problem. Also, so Radium Girls is going to be my next subject. So, look out, that, world. That, that's it. That's yeah. right. okay. Well, I decided. We got to read that. Did you though. just decide? No, I decided when we recorded Kevin's last episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so a much less heavy example than the ones we've been talking about. In 1972, 
a U.S. patent was issued to Leonard A. Fish, real name, an inventor, uh, and Robert P. Cox, a chemist, for a foamable resinous composition. And it was to create an aerosol can that you could spray on a broken limb, and it would instantly harden to be used as an instant cast. The invention worked, and they used about 500 different kinds of nozzles, one of which shot the material in a long, thin string about 30 feet across the room. I was room. about to guess silly string right when you said filmable. Yeah, you know, yeah I probably should have stopped it, there earlier and let you string? guess. Yeah, it's silly string. That's funny. They added colors and made it less sticky and then marketed it to kids' toy company Whammo, who did the hacky sack, slip and slide, the hula hoop, and the frisbee, which actually started as a cake pan that a couple was throwing across the beach. Uh, and yeah, that's the invention of Silly String. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's, I mean, think about that. It was, it's a chemist and an inventor, and like they were trying to come up with like a medical device, and then they, they pit, well, I mean, they made the medical device, it worked, but then they also found this other use for it, pivoted and marketed it as a kid's toy when these people were initially trying to do something for med- like medicine. Pretty funny. Just because they thought about, it, thought about it, thought it'd be cool for kids, and... When they went to their pitch meeting, apparently uh, with Whammo, they sprayed silly string like all over the room to display like how fun it was, more or less. Which and it is, but everybody at Whammo was like, "The yeah, the, the who's gonna clean this shit?" <laughs> well, no, seriously, the guy at Whammo told them to get out, and so they they left. He cleaned up the silly string. He missed a piece on like a lampshade, and another like one of the execs at Whammo was like came in for a meeting and was talking to him and saw that and then when the guy explained like what the situation was they immediately called the inventor and the chemist back up and said like we want to sign this like we want to we want to get this patent down and start marketing this one idiot and one person who deserves to be an exec (laughs) exactly i mean that's pretty much how boardrooms are that's true bunch of idiots and there's mostly two idiots for every one person deserves it yeah. Most of the times, it's actually three idiots for every one person who deserves it, but sometimes you get lucky. Okay, uh, s- this one is the one we were, we're waiting for. Scientist Albert Hoffman studied lysergic acid, a powerful chemical that was first isolated from a fungus that grows on rye, which he first synthesized in 1938. These chemicals he studied were going to be used as pharmaceuticals, and many derivatives of them are still used as pharmaceuticals today. In 1943, he accidentally tasted his creation. I assume like the guy with saccharin did, where yeah. he was just eating, and then he was like, yeah. oh. Uh, so he, There's a dragon in the corner all of a sudden. When did you get here? Basically. So while working with the chemical, uh, after he tasted on accident, he reported feeling restless and dizzy. He went home to lay down and, quote, sank into a kind of drunkenness which was not unpleasant and which was characterized by extreme activity of the imagination, according to his own notes. That's interesting. Another quote. As I lay in a dazed condition with my eyes closed, I experienced daylight as disagreeably bright. There, there surged upon me an uninterrupted stream of fantastic images of extraordinary plasticity and vividness and accompanied by an intense kaleidoscope-like play of colors. Yeah, um, so I don't know if it says in there, uh, but he was actually biking back from his office to his house, and he reported that it was the best bike ride of his life. <laughs> I do have that. He intentionally <laughs> dosed himself with the drug on April 19th, 1943 to find out its effects, and then rode his bicycle home. That was yeah. the first planned experiment with LSD. Yeah, that's interesting. 
Yeah. So he accidentally discovered it before, and then he intentionally dosed himself mm. with it because he liked it, and then did that bike ride that was insane for him. Goddamn druggie. LSD was invented by accident. Damn. I mean, you have to assume most drugs were invented by accident. Like, yeah. people... Like we know so little about molecular chemistry that either we have to derive most molecules yeah. from nature itself or just get lucky in synthesizing them. Like, and LSD no... is, like, one of the only synthesized... Well, one of the few synthesized yeah. drugs that was, like, this old. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, like, very much an accident. Not to give this one away too early, but I have to because it's part of the story. Because they lived in such high altitudes, the monks of Champagne had plentiful access to all the best grapes. The problem, when the temperatures plummeted in the colder months, the fermentation process on the wine would stop temporarily, and when it began again in the spring, there would be an excess of carbon dioxide inside the wine bottles, which would give the wine unwanted carbonation. In 1668, the Catholic Church decided that it was time to handle the situation. I guess that was on the top of their list. And so they bought, they brought a French monk, I shit you not, named Dom Pierre Perignon over hey. to Champagne to fix the fermentation problem. This literally sounds like a bad kid's story explaining how Champagne was invented. Uh... However, by the end of the 17th century, people had decided that they actually enjoyed the drink, and Perignon's task changed into making the wine even fizzier. Eventually, Perignon developed the official process for making champagne known as the French Method, crowning him the inventor of the celebratory sip champagne. It's not called champagne unless it's made in champagne also. Really? Yeah, then it's just sparkling wine. That's interesting. Are you serious? I think so. That's wild. I had read something similar to that, like what the difference, because like mimosas can be made with champagne or more frequently sparkling wine, because like genuine champagne is not it's like as common. Too, yeah. yeah, so I I do think that I I did read something similar to that. That's interesting. Just like Once wines made time. in different areas taste different because of mm, the, so the arid and humidity and all that stuff. Most yeah. champagne is just sparkling wine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's all oh, it is. No. That's what champagne is. It was it's sparkling fermented wine. Yeah, it's only champagne if it was made in champagne, but it has to be labeled, I believe, as champagne or sparkling, sparkling wine. wine. But they are the same thing, just made in different locations. Yeah. That's interesting. No, that's good to know. And that that sounds right. That I think sounds it is right. Because right. grapes are super finicky with where they're grown. We're mm-hmm. not experts on the subject. We just like, we don't even drink that much champagne. <laughs> yeah, but that's <laughs> to be cool. honest, not a fan of champagne. It always makes my stomach upset. Understandable. Uh, have you had champagne? Genuine champagne? How not do you know? sparkling wine. We're talking How do you know? real shit. Dom Perignon. Sparkling bitch. wine can also be expensive. It's just that when it's Maybe in I just a mimosa, have really you can't sparkling tell. Wine. And honestly, I've had both. Yeah, they... I can't tell the difference between an eight dollar bottle of wine and an eighty dollar bottle of wine. Me neither. I'm like I'm like a Leslie Nope that way. Mm. I won't be able to tell. So that was all my examples. Uh, I have some scrapped ones here that I, I have the gist of, but I don't have like laid out. So if you guys are interested, uh, chewing gum was an accidental invention. Um, I think the guy's last name that figured it out was Chickle, and I think that's how chicklets were invented. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. Wait, what? It's a TV or a pillow. So chicklet is a, is a type of chewing gum. Uh, it was a really old type of chewing gum. They used to have it in like gumball machines. The little, they're the little um, squares. squares that are like... Pillow shaped. When um, Jim 
has a chiclet on top of uh, Kelly's birthday cake, and he says, you get to choose whether it's an hour of napping or an hour. Mm. That's a chiclet right there. That's what he has on there. That little square I is never a noticed that. That's interesting. Yes. Mm, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. we have to rewatch that episode now. <laughs> it we is your birthday. Anyways, at some point <laughs> in our true. lives. That's factual. Uh, Slinky. I don't actually remember too much about the Slinky, but I'm pretty sure it was just some simple, this is a spring and it fell down some stairs. It was like, yeah, I think they just dropped it. They just saw it start going downstairs. Yeah, it was, it was something dumb. Uh, garlic knots. Oh no, my bread is suddenly in a knot. Oh man, somebody, and it's delicious. Somebody brought a sailor over and he was like, I knot everything. It's less inventive than that. Uh, it was just the leftover bread that they put seasoning on and tossed in the oven. But it's in a knot. Well, yeah, I mean, they can tie it in a knot, but like it started off as just like pieces of bread. Mm. It was the donut hole. The garlic donut hole. Brandy. So another wine. Brandy was uh, uh, an accidental invention. I think it's something about it, them wanting to ship uh, really highly concentrated wine because it was like more cost effective or something and then like heat it and, and uh, dilute it when it got to its location. And then people are like, oh, I like getting fucked up really fast and having really strong wines. Same girl. And that's how brandy was invented. That's, that sounds a lot right. of alcohol invented. Did you know <laughs> that like archaeologists are still not too sure whether agriculture was invented to make bread, to make beer? Well, so a lot of times in olden biblical times, they, so basically water did not have any filtration systems or anything like that until recently. And so it used to taste pretty damn bad. And so that's why wine was so common. Beer was also really common because it, like water tasted terrible. Yeah. And so they would flavor it. I mean, they would create alcohol basically because it would mask the taste. Um yeah. God damn. Yeah. You know, fermentation was pretty much discovered on accident. And then like well, this is like course. hundreds of thousands of years ago. And then yep. we just like, you know what? This ain't that bad. Yeah, and then same we with eventually milk. Eventually started having uh, like genetic mutations. Someone to had it. a weird kink <laughs> and was like, hmm, maybe I share this with my aunts and uncles and friends and family. And then we started having genetic mutations, but still some of the population doesn't, and yeah. those are lactose intolerant people. Um, Facts. But also, you're supposed to drink milk beyond a certain age. Well, most other animals aren't. So Cats know. technically can't drink milk. Yeah. They can have small amounts, but they're lactose intolerant. They don't have the yeah. enzymes to break down the mm-hmm. lactose in milk. Um, yeah, like lactase is actually pretty resource intensive to produce for your body. So if you can break it down, congrats to you, you yeah. tired motherfucker. You won the genetic lottery. <laughs> I'm powerful <laughs> yeah. as fuck. Um, uh, more scrapped ideas that I, I put in here were uh, the parachute. So the parachute was it's so dumb. Uh, so smart, but so dumb. The parachute was invented uh, for its intended purpose, right? For people to float to the ground. But it was intended as uh, an emergency escape uh, from buildings whenever there's like fires so they he invented it to have like in office buildings where you could just pick up a parachute and jump out a window uh for whatever reason that didn't catch on that's cool as fuck <laughs> it is pretty dope so. and Dwayne the rock johnson implemented it <laughs> uh yeah so now it's used for planes 
There's nothing special about that story other than it was just repurposed whenever it didn't catch on for jumping out of burning buildings. That if you would even benefit off of that. Like, let's say you use the... I guess... One big example comes to mind. 9-11. Wow. If everyone you said who going, would I even guess, benefit yeah. off of that, probably everybody a, there. A lot of people. What year did you yeah. say it was in? What year? I don't, I didn't have, oh, okay, I don't have the stats okay. on this one. Parachutes would Let me like tell you, parachutes were absolutely invented before 2001. It, it, it was can, probably 1950 or something. I am extremely positive about that. Do you that. think we should sell parachutes to like uh, skyscraper? Yeah, no. that's, let's that's let's just exploit. base jumping off a building. <laughs> let's exploit people people's uh, fears. Yeah. Okay. Let's really get in there. I'm assuming the reason on the terrorist game. I'm assuming the reason it didn't take off is because you, you have to have some sort of training to be able to use a parachute parachute in a reasonable way. Nah. People jumping out of buildings are going to end up like wind up in the street. They're going to wind up like slamming into other buildings or getting caught on something or the parachute. They're not going to be able to deploy the parachute or like literally a million things that would require. Well, and truthfully, <laughs> hundreds of parachutes coming out at one time is a little chaotic. <laughs> That's it. Um, additionally, what's to stop you from just doing it for fun? That's, you know that yeah. you know I mean, that that's the first thing I would you do. know that slide so. on a plane a lot of people just pull that slide and they get arrested for it but they've lived they've lived more of a life than i have they know how to slide down that slide from the plane you know that inflatable slide <laughs> yeah we know what you're talking mm-hmm. about, yeah, talking about yeah. they, they, you know. they get the thrown in jail what are you in here for pulled that you know that slide on planes i pulled that shit and they're oh, like fuck man. you're the king of jail <laughs> You are the king of jail. jail. You didn't murder anybody, and you have the coolest crime. He's only in there for like three months. That should be the, (laughs) um, that should be, no, I think it's a federal offense. Holy shit. It's like like hitting a mailbox. Not anymore, I guess. Listen, (laughs) our neighbors are real chill. (laughs) Our neighbors are real chill. It's like purposely hitting a mailbox. Yeah, yeah, mine was a totally accident. Glossing over the fact that we accidentally broke our neighbor's mailbox, and they're definitely cool with it, don't we? And by we, it was me. Um, Anyways, but uh, sorry. Just, I think it was Ponky actually. It was it was Ponky. That fucking Ponk ass bitch. Well, yeah. now I forgot what I was gonna say, so it's too late. Oh well, sorry, I interrupted your train of thought. No, it's not your fault. Mine. It was mine for having the thought to begin with. It was pancakes. <laughs> it was pancakes. Well, we I was gonna say that pancakes. this episode should be called King of Jail. King of King Jail. Jail. <laughs> if there's any other part of the episode besides this 30 second snippet that was relevant, then maybe. Okay, coming back at the end with a King of Jail reference. <laughs> Sticky notes were also an accident. That is what's next on the list. Wait, really? No, not next, but it's later on. Yeah, there's filet fish an accident. The McDonald's well, it wasn't an accident, fish? but what's it was a, it was a weird invention. McDonald's was an accident to yeah. begin with. <laughs> yeah, it still is. Yeah. It's uh, delicious. A filet fish is a, is a it's a fried fish sandwich sold at McDonald's. It was originally invented as um I think it was Catholics couldn't eat meat on Fridays or something like that and so during Lent. Yeah. And so they wanted to market to the Catholic population mm, that didn't really have it the other options and so they created the filet fish. I didn't know that. I think that's why my mom likes filet fish so much. Sense. Yeah, you are a Catholic, eh? Yes. He's a devout Catholic. That's why we have holy water all over the place. Yeah. We have the uh, Jesus candle. 
It's not Jesus it's, on the candle. How many times San do Martin. I have to tell you guys? <laughs> he's holding Jesus, though. No. I don't think. I think he's just holding a random baby. Oh, never mind. Yeah, I, I don't think so. Yes, we get Catholic votive candles. That's our <laughs> new phase at the moment. Uh, Teflon was an accident. I don't have much of the story behind that. Um, Post-its were an accident. Like you were saying, basically, some guy tried to make a really strong adhesive and instead accidentally make, made a really weak adhesive. And then, like, some number of years, it was like 10 years down the line, they yeah. eventually used it for Post-its. Mm -hmm. uh, Velcro was an accident. Um, some guy that went hiking got some got like burrs, burrs yeah. stuck in his clothes and then realized they had little hooks on the end of them. So he made Velcro. Uh, insulin was a weird discovery. Yeah. Uh, basically, if I can remember correctly, they took out some guy's liver or a healthy liver of like an animal and cut it open and realized that there was like a sweet substance. I don't know if they tasted it or what, but there's some sweet substance that was secreting from it. And then they figured out like insulin. Mm. Mm hmm. Matches, matchsticks were an accident. Some guy was mixing chemicals with like a, like a little stick, and then he was trying to get the dried chemicals off. So he hit it against yeah. something, and then it ignited. That's actually pretty fire. It, Literally, I didn't, th I didn't think that through, but that was a good pun. Like you're saying, chocolate chip cookies were an accident. Uh, somebody ran out of like the multiple baker's chocolate. And so they tried to break up like a Hershey's chocolate bar and put it in the cookie dough and, and bake it, but the cookie, but the chocolate didn't melt. So they invented chocolate chip cookies. That was actually at the Toll House Hotel. So mm -hmm. That's how Toll House made cookies. Pacemaker was an accident. So another really important medical invention yeah. that was an accident. Some guy was trying to record heart sounds, I think, or trying to record heart rhythms. Uh, and he was like using circuitry yeah. for it. And he pulled a, like an incorrectly sized transistor or something. Uh, and instead of like recording like it was supposed to, it started to emit like a... A, a rhythmic pulse and so he got the idea for a pacemaker from that did you know that that transistor was invented by accident transistor on a silicone chip which is the foundation of the technology we have today for was, the transistor radio no, is that no, no, what no. you're talking about the transistor which you use to basically as a gate as an electrical gate was completely on accident but then when they realized that you could use it and you could add mathematical models to it and you could make a chain of events happen, uh, that's basically how computers, you know, came about. Before that, it was all vacuum tubes, you know, and like vacuum tubes were very inconsistent. Like they would burn out super fast. And like, that's the reason why computers were so big as they were. You know, and as transistors came about, you know, the integrated circuit came about. And that's why our chips are so small as they are today. It's oh. because of an accidental invention, you know, or we would have basically giant walking mobiles without a transistor filled with vacuum tubes. Like on Trigger Happy TV. No one? I don't know what that is. I don't remember it. No, is. I know what it is. Y'all, we have to watch YouTube videos. I'll go down a Trigger Happy TV YouTube you spiral with y'all tonight. Oh, you did watch I some, did. and so I'm disappointed. In the place I, didn't, there, I didn't read but... what their channel was called. No, 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 no. We'll we'll go down a rabbit hole a little bit tonight. <laughs> what is Trigger Happy? It's an old British. Uh, it's not sketch comedy, but it was very like 
prank comedy kind of um but it's this old it was on bbc america like back when probably like 2002 yeah. or three and we know i'm spot on with these years so true, similar at least that's when it was airing in america it was probably prior to that in um in england but it is hilarious i mean it's the epitome of british like comedy so i mean you definitely wouldn't find it funny if you don't find British comedy funny, but like, it's so good. If you like the IT, um, the IT crowd. It? Crowd, thank you. I was gonna say the IT club, the IT crowd. Then you'll like this. It's very funny. Um, to bring it full circle is the last example that I have. I probably should have really gone deeper into this because it's Atlanta based, but uh, Coca Cola. Coca-Cola is not Atlanta-based. I was going to say, Michael, Sorry. speak up. Not Atlanta-based, Georgia-based. Columbus, Georgia-based. Columbus, Georgia-based. <laughs> my face instantly changed. <laughs> Thank you for correcting me on that you before him, I embarrass Michael. myself too far. He was trying to make medicine. I'm not cutting it, though. He was trying uh, to make a medicine, uh, yeah. like cough syrup. He was trying to make uh, a Cocaine, medicine. drink. Yes, it was, it was, a, it was basically a, kind of like nicotine patches. It's to help them we, help wean people off of like heroin and other like hard drugs amphetamines and stuff and so he was putting i i guess that was the idea is put a little cocaine in this sugary drink and then coca-cola yeah you wean them off heroin and get them on cocaine so they're not off they're not on heroin anymore they're just yeah. on cocaine Facts. Now. now you're their drug dealer <laughs> and that's that's, that's why coca-cola is so addictive on you <laughs> It That's really how you make is, a though. It took me a long time to cut my uh, soda habit because of Coca-Cola, and the only reason I've even, air quotes, kicked it is because I drink an obnoxious amount of Kool-Aid. Why, why didn't you like Coca-Cola? No, she I loves love Coca-Cola. Coca You're right, I don't amazing. like it. I love it. Oh. I'll, I'll why, why did you kick the habit? Huh? Who cares? Shoot, um, because it's terrible for me. I am trying to live like into at least my 40s. That's too far. I'm, that's a lot of ambition for a person myself, like me. I can't live beyond thirty. Okay. For for that's a high rate for a yeah. high risk liver like myself, <laughs> it's it's definitely a lot to ask to live into my forties. But I am trying to get there slowly but surely. Yeah. There's a lot that's of a, uh, yeah. That's a good plan. That was a good plan. Uh, those biscuits, the biscuits that we buy at the store, those are an accident too. Really? The pre pre baked biscuits that you put in. Oh, the bacon a bit. I read only like a snippet of it, but I didn't keep it. What do you know more of the story? It was a volunteer firefighter. Uh, he had biscuits cooking in the oven. Uh, an alarm went off. He pulled the biscuits out, ran to go put the fire out, came back, and then put them back in the oven, and they baked perfectly. Uh. So basically, it's like they pre bake them, they take them out, and then they package them and send it out. Oh, that's interesting. Wait, what kind of cookies are you talking about, though? Just the biscuits. Like the... the, the like the, the Granberry Okay, brands? sorry. So, biscuits here is something different. You know, like the lobster or the red lobster so cheddar biscuits? So, biscuits doesn't mean cookies here. Yeah. Biscuits, it means like the red lobster things that we get. It's like a crumbly um, roll, like a yeast roll. You had or... a chicken biscuit from Chick-fil-A. You know what a biscuit is. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He's saying that. like Pillsbury yeah, yeah, and Pillsbury that biscuits, type of yeah. stuff. It's but... packaged, prepackaged biscuits that you can basically come out. I didn't in know a they bowl. were pre-cooked, to be honest. Yeah, I thought they were just like kind of straight dough. dough. It does seem that way, but no, it's partially cooked. They're, 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 very, oh, they're very partially cooked. Yeah. yeah. Damn. I think Not they do in have America to stop the... was really hindering my <laughs> colloquial knowledge 
of things. I think you went to a place in your head that was just different than what we meant. Because I know we've yeah. called things biscuits here and you haven't gotten confused. Yeah, like the red lobster biscuits. When yeah. you said that, yeah. I was yeah. like, yeah. But then okay. you're you like, what type cookie. of cookies? Yeah. yeah. And I India, when you say biscuits. Yes. You no, know, you're right. Because like, I mean, India yeah, has a lot of... Um, British uh, English. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You learned British England, English yeah. before you learned American mm-hmm. English. Facts. And so there's just a few things that are a little yeah. bit different. I guess, I mean, crumpets? Like gray with right? an E. <laughs> Grade always has an E. What are you talking about? Gray is an A. Sorry, are we talking about like grade... One? No, gray the color. No, gray the color. Oh, gray. I thought we were saying oh. grade. Oh. I was oh. like, grade always has an E. It, or... Otherwise, it would be grad, you dipshits. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. <laughs> Schedule. 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 Aluminium and aluminum. That one always blows my mind. I love it. Yeah. Aluminium. But, I mean, that being said, I think there's just a few, um, a lot of OU as well, like color, yes. um, flavor, that type of mm-hmm. stuff. But there's, I mean, you've got most of Phosphorus. it. I think your head just went to a place that was a little bit different. Yeah. But I have had those, I think the grand or whatever, I've had the flaky ones. The mm-hmm. flaky yeah, the grand flaky ones. biscuits. And my God, mm. they're so good. Like you put some scramble in there, you know, mm. make a nice little. Or you hear me out. You get some soft biscuit. butter on there, and then you get some jam, some homemade jam, mm-hmm. and then you That's have nice yeah. flaky buttery biscuit. Man, we should get those actually. Now that it. Man, we should make those cheddar bay biscuits as well. They're vegetarian. Cheddar bay? Are you talking about the red lobster? Yeah, yeah we have oh, so okay. many. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm just getting hungrier and hungrier. Yeah, dinner's almost ready. Yes, I'm excited for that. The last thing I wanted to say is just that the moral of the story is to look at your world in a different way and you'll be amazed at your discoveries. All of these people were looking for something else. Yeah. And as soon as they realized that they stumbled upon something that wasn't their intention, uh, instead of ignoring it and moving forward with what they wanted to do or what they were trying to do, they dove into the concept that they can discover something by accident. So yeah. be open to the possibilities. Uh, this has been not an expert podcast thank you to everybody who's listened uh keep a lookout for our special episodes on saturdays um and then our regular episodes on wednesdays it's been real you guys yay Nobody's adding another sound. I thought we were adding Why? extra sound every time. No. <laughs> Yay. Yay is always.